This is a Fubar Radio podcast. If you need any more information, head to fubarradio.com. Callum McSwiggan on Fubar Radio. Hello and welcome back to the Callum McSwiggan Show. Today I am joined by an amazing comedy duo. I am joined by the lovely, lovely Ruby and Rachel. And together you are Shelf Comedy? Uh, just Shelf. Yeah, yeah just, just Shelf, shelf. fine. <laughs> just Shelf. Well, welcome on the show, guys. Um, I really want to talk to you guys today about... I know you're doing so much for LGBT plus comedians out there. Um, so tell me a little bit about how you got into comedy and then I guess how you veered into... You know, being representative yourselves, but also, you know, trying to raise other performers. Cool. So we started sort of, I started doing comedy at uni um, and Ruby came to see one of my sketch shows and she was like, this is bad. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Do comedy with me and it'll be so much better. It was. Um, Yeah, it has been so much better doing it with Ruby. So that's kind of how it sort of started. And back then... Only one of us was out. Yeah, that's which. Which one? I'm really... Only I yeah. was out, so only, only Rachel was out. Uh, yeah, Rachel has always been out um, from the from the womb. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't until uh, I was like 21, I think. Um, then finally went the went the whole hog <laughs> and uh, admitted to it. But um, yeah, and so then I guess that that definitely changed like how we were as an act a lot. Before mm. that, we hadn't really talked about personal stuff very much. Yeah, I think once you're like once I think once both halves of a double act are both gay, that's twice as much gay as people are expecting in a yes, double act. Yes, and I think you're kind of forced to be representatives now. It's like there's there's too much gay in this act for you not to start representing something. Absolutely, um, it's kind of what happened as Ruby came out because we'd had a year doing shelf where only I was out. Um, and then obviously Ruby came out, and then we were like, "Woo, let's do gay gigs!" And and and, and it was it was it Rachel that kind of helped you and pushed you towards coming out, or was it just kind of your own? I feel like if anything, you were against it. Uh, <laughs> I was the gay one. That was my thing. Yeah, you've ruined the dynamic. Exactly. You've ruined it off. <laughs> the last thing I wanted was both to be gay, and then we had competition. I don't want competition. You know what I mean? Um, um, but yeah, no, I mean, in other ways, very supportive. Good friend. <laughs> and, and, and how has the, I guess, the focus of your comedy changed since bef- before you came out and then after you came out? And then I guess over the years, have you kind of leaned into that more? Do you make a lot of kind of, a lot of your jokes based in around in around your sexuality? I think like actually, if you like really look at our material, like not a he- not most of it is not about being gay. Um, but people here the gay stuff like mm-hmm. you know that's what sticks with people um but definitely like we weren't very personal like before we were both out but once we were we started talking so much more about like ourselves and our friendship on stage yeah and once you're talking personal inevitably a lot of that is gay because yeah. we were having gay relationships dating gay people being in queer friends you know all of that kind of stuff um so it kind of just happened almost like naturally that you just start talking about personal things I I find it can be almost a little bit frustrating sometimes when you are you know you're just talking about yourself and you're not necessarily trying to put a a gay slant on things but like you say inevitably that comes up and I think you can often almost get 
shoehorned into a niche whether you want to or not i know that that was something that happened with myself online i started creating mm -hmm. content and then it was quite quickly branded as as gay content and i was like wait hang on a minute i i, I wasn't trying to do that i was just trying to be myself and it kind of and i'm okay to lean into that niche but i know that for a lot of people out there sometimes it's it, it shouldn't be the case but sometimes if you are in an lgbt plus bracket it can almost diminish your opportunities have you have you had any problems or you know coming it being in the industry have you ever felt like your opportunities are lesser somehow because you are lgbt plus i feel like we're sort of kind of i guess also because we are a double act and stuff we are kind of immediately considered like alternative comedy um so we're sort of seen as a bit like you know more out there than a sort of a stand-up would be and i think part of that's because we're queer but no, I don't think it's held us back or anything. Yeah, I think cause, uh, similarly to what you said about leaning into it, I think that like we have very much lent into it. Mm -hmm. um, and like as we'll probably talk about later, started like the lol word comedy, which was like exclusively for um, like queer women and mm -hmm. non-binary people. And so it was very much like we've very much taken the fact that we're two queer women in a double act, and then gone. How can we add more queer women? <laughs> how can we make this more? How gay? can we get more <laughs> of this? Like we very much haven't gone. How can we make this less gay? We've gone. Let's bring more gay into this double act. Um, so I think we've definitely leaned into it, lent into it, lent into lent it, lent leaned. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've definitely done that, and I think that when you do, you always get more opportunities because you are saying like, you're not trying to go for a straight. Do you know what I mean? You're just, yeah, you, yeah. And the audience comes to you, which is really nice. And that's the best bit, is you get lovely little baby queers. Oh, and, <laughs> yeah. and are the audience predominantly LGBT plus, or do you get kind of a mixed bag? For the lol word, definitely. Um, yeah. For the gigs that we do, which is, you know, just around the scene and stuff, you know, just probably more straight, mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah, as shelf, it's definitely more mixed. And yeah. we've definitely had, like, people who have, like, there was a couple of people in Edinburgh who came to see the lol word who liked shelf and were like, oh, we loved it, we're straight white men so we feel like we shouldn't have done or we shouldn't be but we loved but it we did. yeah yeah, yeah um, which is really, really nice because it becomes that thing of it's like it's just good comedy it doesn't matter what your orientation is mm -hmm. or anything like that amazing and and tell me a little bit more about the collective and how mm, that came to be you, you mentioned just that yeah the collective you, you mentioned that you, you know, you were like, how can we make this more gay? But like, what, how did you even come to create it? Where did you start finding these other queer comedians? I know that there are an awful lot of queer com comedians out there, but how did you start kind of collecting them for the collective? <laughs> Um, so I think we just started seeing them around and it's like one of those things of, and I'm sure like, maybe it's what happens with like, straight white men and why there are so many of them in mm -hmm. all the same places is that you go oh, I find you really funny because you're talking about experiences I'm, I'm, I recognise and I'm familiar with and so I think like we found ourselves what like a couple of years ago now a year ago now uh, yeah a year ago a year ago now sort of like basically like making so many more friends and a lot of them like up and coming young queer female comedians and we were like these guys are incredible mm -hmm. and we love it um, which was really really nice yeah and like there's just no real sort of space for that, I mm -hmm. guess, especially for um, like, you know, you know, newer comedians. Like it's so hard to find a sort of comedy room that is a nice place to be. Um, so, yeah, I think we just wanted to try to 
get people that we found funny together and mm-hmm. then more yeah. came out of that basically. Mm-hmm. yeah i guess i guess it does all go back to representation and you know speaking about those shared experiences i i, th- I think often for you know your cis straight white man out there they don't necessarily realize how important it is for us mm. to not just see ourselves represented but in in some ways sometimes if you if you really want to laugh at something sometimes it needs to be it really does need to be an experience that you understand and i think there is a lack of appreciation for how important that is sometimes i know if i if i see a gay man who's a comedian on stage i know i relate a lot more to him mm. than a straight man um and so i, I think it's amazing what you're doing and yeah yeah, Thank you. I think they just don't realise that they get it all the time. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, because there is that idea of, like you were saying before, about like being like, oh, the minute you talk about anything, you're just talking about your own like experiences or whatever, um, and then it's actually it becomes, oh, that's gay, whereas a, a straight person goes on stage and talks about dating, and it's like they're talking about dating, and it's like, well, we don't say, oh, there's another straight comedian. It's that kind of dynamic, I think. Yeah. I, I feel I feel like the the Edinburgh fringe as well um, is is becoming very dominated by queer comedians and I and I think that's absolutely amazing. You guys were there this year, right? Yeah, yeah we were. Yeah, and and how was that experience for you? It was so good. It was a really good year. Yeah, yeah it was um, fantastic. Lawward picked up a lot of speed while we were there, which was great. And yeah, like the audience kind of came to us, mm. which was lovely and such a change from the normal fight to make people come see you yeah Yeah. absolutely and it was so nice to have we had a lot of like sort of like like young queers and like people coming with their families or people coming in group and it was that whole thing of like it again what we really wanted was it not to just be like we wanted to be good comedy as well so it was like you can you enjoy it for it being good comedy not just because everyone happens to share an orientation on stage yeah um and that was really nice that we really got like people coming up and being like, I never thought I'd find something like this, or like this was really this is like my favourite show of the Fringe, or like there's and it, I think because we're all friends that run it, there's also a vibe to which it's not just a mixed bill. It's like we're all friends, so you're coming into a little like that coven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I, 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 it must be heartwarming to see all the all your baby gays, I guess, coming in, and because oh, I guess you know when you were younger, when I was younger, we had people that we looked up to, and now you have become those people. So. You know, setting, setting a great <laughs> example. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, I think it's time we have a little bit of music. We're going to start the show with a little bit of bubble wrap by Oxygen. And this is actually the first time they are being played on the radio. So mm-hmm. I believe they are listening in. So, yeah, let's have a little bit of bubble wrap. I am now very excited to be joined in the studio by Carl Faulkner of The View. Um, Is there anyone who you literally just really got completely starstruck by or like, is there anyone that you wish that you'd met? I've met Paul McCartney who was completely starstruck by my hand, mate. Amazing. I I actually started crying and I had to go to the toilet and like get my stuff to go. That is so cool. I was with uh, Serbs from Kasabian and the guy from the member of the band The Feeling. Yeah, yeah. I was with them and they were eating bowls of chilli and I was like... Stop being chilling, McCartney's in the room. Not really. Oh, <laughs> Every Wednesday. Wednesday. From 2pm. Foobar Radio. All right, girls, are you ready for a little bit of fun? Yes. Always. Depending. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I thought we'd play a little bit of porn or not porn. Um, My and specialty. Because you guys are part of the LOL World comedy, 
Um, lol word comedy, sorry. I thought we would do it themed on the L word this <laughs> week. It's going to be difficult because the yeah. L word was basically, basically porn. porn yeah. Certainly my first porn. <laughs> <laughs> so I have five clips here and we, together, I don't know the answers either. Together we are going to try and figure out if they're from the L word or if they are from actual porn. Ooh, awesome. <laughs> this is one of those ones where if we get it right, it's also embarrassing for yeah. how well we know <laughs> the L word. <laughs> like, that's also embarrassing. <laughs> How many times have you watched it through? Oh, too, ma- too many. I never finished it because stuff gets finished? weird around season five. Yeah, so. I watched it in English and okay. then I watched it again in Spanish in order to pass my Spanish GCSE. Oh, so it was the congrats. only way I would practice. <laughs> I watched Magic Mike in Italian once, so can so kind it, of relate. It's the way to go, honestly. <laughs> yeah. It really adds something to your language learning. All right, shall we jump right in with this? Let's do it. Let's All do right, it. okay, so our first porn or not porn is. <laughs> oh, straight in at the deep end there. That was a quick one, yeah. It was a very sharp, like a very sharp little. Oh, I think it's probably the there. L word. Do you? Can, can, can you like can name the again? scene? You can have it as many <laughs> times as you like. I think that's the L word. I'm gonna go L word. It sounded g- gay. <laughs> 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 it sounded okay. like Jenny. Jenny? <laughs> okay, Jenny yeah, you're right. This game is embarrassing for you. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I think L word too is what it was. Very, it was dramatic, you know, mm. yeah. and not in like the the porn way. Porn's more screechy. I feel mm. it depends on what porn, though. I guess to me, I, not that I've had an awful lot of lesbian sex, but <laughs> what it, 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 <laughs> I figured you surely would have done. It's, it sounds very realistic to me. Mm. You know, mm. I've, I've never I've never been there, but but I just I just feel like <laughs> this is this is everything I expected. <laughs> You know, <laughs> that's definitely maybe it's Alice. Actually, <laughs> I changed my mind. I think it's Alice from the Jenny, hours. Alice. <laughs> can, can we fact check? Because I really want to know uh, how we, right she is. Yes, we are going to fact check <laughs> this, and I, I want you to decide, Jenny or Alice, because I'm going to give you I'm extra go points. Alice, okay. Alice, the L word. Okay, so I think we're saying final answer. This is not porn. This is from the L word, and you also believe that this is Alice. <laughs> Answers, please. <laughs> Not porn. Alice and Tasha. Congratulations. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> All of the stereotypes are true. I've just got a good ear for sex. Let's focus on that bit rather than the L word bit. So th- that was Alice and Tasha having sex on the couch, which is overheard by another character called Jamie. Tasha was a super interesting part of the series due to her being a lesbian in the army and being discharged under Don't Ask, Don't Tell. They covered some deep stuff they did. on they the L did. word. They, they did, did their best. Good, 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 good show. Yeah. It's really old now, though, isn't it? How old is it now? Well, I watched it during my, doing my GCSEs. That was the yeah. second time I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> it's been oh, more than ten years. Old. Yeah, yeah, quite a while back. Yeah, quite a while back. All right, I'm, 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 I am a little bit worried to continue this game because <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I didn't know that we could guess the scene as well because I will be guessing the scene now, the season, the episode. We'll see if I can guess the porn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, our next one is. Why are you looking at me like that? Ooh, why oh, why are you looking at Jenny. me like that? That is the that's L Jenny word. from the L word. Yeah. Play it again. <laughs> why are you looking at me like that? Yeah, it's Jenny from the L word. Yeah. 100%. 100%. <laughs> I, I'm just going to go with you. you. I can't. Okay. I, I can't. Argue what do I think the now. scene was? Why are you looking at me like that? I think the scene was um, her with maybe Max. 
I'm gonna go this have it maybe Max. Ma okay. No, so I, I think I'm gonna challenge actually uh -oh. from the the one season I remember, which is the first one. I bet it's the uh, Marina. Oh, uh, maybe Marina. Yeah. It could be yeah. Marina. Is this completely inaccessible? This I'm, I'm very out of my depth. Yeah. I'm the, Susan, All you wanted Chrissy. Was porn, not porn. <laughs> like, okay, I think it was the moment when and how she was feeling was tense and upset because she was actually really upset her earlier in the season. Uh, so I think we're saying not porn again, and we're saying who now? Who? This is Jenny. This, this time. is Jenny, and yeah. who do we think she's with? Or is she on so her we own? Think she's maybe either talking to Marina. Marina. I think you might be right. I think it might be Marina. Right. Something's Marina. happening with Jenny and, and Marina. <laughs> right. Yeah. Final answer. Not porn. Not porn. Jenny oh. <laughs> was in her bra. It was Shane. And Shane was staring at her from the bed. Jenny then tells her she needs to get laid or stop staring at her. Shane was on a sex ban because she was having too much sex. <laughs> Poor Shane. <laughs> yeah, but then oh. she then sleeps with Jenny, so... Oh. I, I, I didn't I, get that far. Did you not? Oh, no. the last season was my favourite. And this is, again, <laughs> so, so not the interest. Welcome to the L Word chat. <laughs> if you will bring on, we did make the lol word, so <laughs> it is to be expected. I feel, I feel like, I'm, I'm going to go a little bit serious for a minute, though, but I feel mm. like this is such a like example of how like little representation we have, you know, because you, the, you, the L Word is like the only show, or exactly. like one of the yeah. only shows that I could name mm. that feature, oh, Sugar Rush. It was Sugar oh, Rush. Love Sugar but, Rush. But, you know, there's so few. <laughs> Let's get some Sugar Rush <laughs> <laughs> we'll bring you back for a, for a sugar round sugar rush round all right the next one is very strong marketing very strong marketing <laughs> i hope that's porn <laughs> play it again i think it might be very strong marketing mm. i think it's porn it's like too stilted a dialogue mm. but it sounds a little bit like what's her name sandra Bernard, who's in it? She played like Jenny's teacher. You're way, uh, you're like so too specific for also <laughs> me now. <laughs> Play it again. Very strong marketing. I, strong I do. Mark. I think it's the teacher from the L Word speaking <laughs> to Jenny. I think I know the. I think the actress. I always get confused between those Sandra Bernard and Sandra Bullock. I don't think it's well, Sandra, Sandra you know Bullock was them? definitely never in the I don't, yeah, I don't think, even I know Sandra is. Bullock wasn't yeah, in it. She was in Miss Congeniality. <laughs> <laughs> so, I see, uh, not that I'm an L word expert and I don't want to challenge you, but I'm getting strong porn vibes yeah, from this one. No, I'm, I'm with Callum. That's fair. Maybe, I mean, I feel like we're due a porn one. Yeah. But just play it one more time. Very strong marketing. I, it just sounds like the woman from that the teacher from I'm just I'm embarrassing myself I'm so. gonna let you guys decide I am not being the deciding person here are we saying porn or are we saying not porn I'm gonna say porn gone I I yeah I've got my inkling but I think that I think that I might be in too deep so okay so reluctantly we're saying porn yeah reluctantly saying porn I hope we're getting this right hey. porn oh. yes um, this is getting anally drilled by office boss um, and she was talking about the marketing plan with her boss and then the, the, the anal drilling, I suppose. <laughs> what other kind of boss is that? <laughs> <laughs> anal right. drill. What a phrase. <laughs> Our next one is... It's great like that. No, that's porn, 100%. Play it it's great like that. It's great like that. Yeah, that's porn. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah? Sounds I think porny. porn, yeah. Play it one more time. It's great like that. I also think porn. Yeah, think it's porn. something about the sound quality. I know. You know? What you mean, 
Yeah. <laughs> That's <was> your technical <laughs> and technical <laughs> views. I'm here like scrolling through like my like what's the word those things those like in my brain Memory. just like running <laughs> <laughs> those things in your brain. Memories. <laughs> <laughs> Trying uh, to think of episodes of the L word and you're just here like sound so quality I'd say. <laughs> yeah, I think we're saying porn on this one. Porn! Hey. Hard fuck from stepmom. Woman and her husband were on a family camping trip, which resulted in the stepmom and wom- woman fucking in a hot tub. Oh, I am confused by the plot of that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Like, how, I'm, why is there a hot tub on a camping trip? It's plot holes. It's a fancy camping trip, I that's guess, for sure. I, I Not I like anyone I've ever been on. <laughs> <laughs> They're pluralizing women a lot. It's just exactly how many women are there. Yeah, there's a lot of women happening here. <laughs> Very confused. Well, it sounds like everyone had a good time. Yeah. That's what matters. That's the main thing. All right. Have we got... We're four for four, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes, because we were, I was overruled. Thank you. You were overruled. <laughs> 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 All right. Our final one. And I think we can get five out of five on this. Okay. I really, really do. No I believe pressure. in us. Let's do it. Just don't drop the soap. Just don't drop the soap. I think it might be a joke line from the old Yeah, I think it's a mm. tricksy one. Did, yeah. did anyone ever go to prison? Yes, Helena went to <laughs> <laughs> Helena went to prison in season. And she Jesus was four. Christ. <laughs> why, why are we laughing at this woman going to prison? I'm just laughing at, <laughs> like, at my knowledge of the old world. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. And now I've, yeah, well, I've committed now. Yeah, no, I think you're right, though. I think, I think, that's, I think that's the old word. Mm-hmm. I think it's, oh, we're going to guess who's saying it to Helena. Play Do it, you want it? Yeah, okay, here you go. Just don't drop the soap. That's Alice, I think. Do you think it's Alice? I think it's Alice. I think it might be Alice. Play yeah. it one more time. You just don't drop the soap. I don't know if it is Alice. You realise this game is <laughs> porn or not porn, not guess the specific character <laughs> from the L word. Yes. <laughs> well, either, that's not either way we've won. <laughs> Everyone's a winner today. I'm, I'm going to give it you one more time, okay. so, so listen very, very carefully. Just don't drop the soap. Just the way she said soap just doesn't remind me of that. I think we just, can we just see the answer? We'll just go, we'll just go for it. We'll so we know it's not porn, we know it's the L word. Okay. We're going to be so embarrassed if it's now porn. What it, yeah, what if it is? What if this is like a major double bluff? It could be such a double bluff. could be such a double bluff. What if it's a line from both porn and the L word? Like, I'm sure there are crossover lines. Do you guys what, ever like, have trick questions? Or No, okay. we have never. What like Your L words are saying <laughs> something completely different? <laughs> Have you like an L word porno? porno yeah. Then that would be classed as porn. Tricky, tricky, <laughs> tricky, tricky, tricky. 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 Um, I think we're saying this is not porn, and we're saying this is from the L word. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, final answer. Scores on the doors. Yes. This is yes. not porn. Alice, <laughs> Tina, and Shane visit Helena in jail. But who said it? Why don't we know who said it? Well, it's Alice, Tina, or Shane. That's. It doesn't help. I was thinking it's either Alice, Tina, or Shane. It's Alice. 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 Well, Thank God. I, 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 I think I, I was going to say we did really well, but I feel like I just sat here and watched you two do very well. And when oh, I say you two, I mean, just Rachel. I mean Rachel. <laughs> I do not think that can be classed as doing very well. Mm. I think that shows too much how much time shows I had. a lonesome child. <laughs> <laughs> In a big way, yeah. 
Uh, in a little bit, we are going to be reacting to your sex confessions. So if you would like to send those in, you can do that anonymously by emailing callum at foobarradio.com. We're going to have a little bit more music, and then we're going to be joined by the amazing Ben De La Creme. So I think let's have a little bit of Emily Burns' test drive. I never normally check my phone ten times in a minute. Test drive, test we are now joined by the wonderful, the lovely Ben de la Creme. How are you doing? Hello, I'm doing well. How are you guys? Really, really great. It's so great to have you on the show. Um, I'm joined here in the studio by the amazing comedy duo Ruby and Rachel. Hello. Hi. Hello. And be- be- oh, you prefer Dela, right? Oh, you can call me whatever you want. Whatever <laughs> dragon generally go by Dela, but... Um, I guess I won't tell you whether at 10.30 a.m. here I'm in drag or not. I'll leave that up to the imagination. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, I, I, I wanted to start this off by saying that, you know, in, in my heart, you are the winner of, of, of Drag Race, of all of Drag Race. I just think <laughs> you uh, were absolutely outstanding on the show and you won so many challenges. And I just think that you stepping down to let other queens, you know, to, to celebrate them, it was an amazing thing. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today because... Um, Ruby and Rachel here, they do so much to kind of raise up other people within the community. And I really wanted to talk about, I guess, you know, how the community really does come together and how we do raise each other up. So I, I want to know, you, know your thought process behind, you know, why you did step down when you did to let the other queens, you know, have their moment. Yeah, you know, I mean, the thing is, for me, uh, going on Drag Race, obviously... You know, my first time around was season six. I was, God, at this point, five years ago or something. Um, And Drag Race is such an incredible stepping stone for an art form that I love. And I've been doing drag for almost 16 years now. Um, And so, you know, I've been really dedicated to it since before Drag Race was a a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I totally love that Drag Race is exposing the world to this art form that I love and I'm so happy that all these people get platforms but you know the competitive aspect has never been my favorite part of it you yeah. know I just like to watch people be good at stuff <laughs> um, so you know I had this kind of very unique opportunity when I was on all stars I never expected to do as well as I did and you know after getting to like break a few records I you know which I'm very proud of I just realized that there was it, it didn't seem like there was anything more I was going to get from mm-hmm. a crown. I felt like I'd proved myself. And, you know, it was, I had a lot of conflict when I was first going on the show because the All-Stars format is so much more about, um, you know, because you have to eliminate other queens, it's sort of more of a conundrum than mm. the, the regular format. So I just realized in this moment that because I'd done so well and, and kind of because I'd been conflicted about it, I had a wonderful opportunity to, to kind of have both experiences where I could sort of, you know, uh, show what I wanted to show and mm-hmm. do what I came there to do and also not get in the, the way of these other performers. 
I, 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 I really, really think it's incredible. And I think and I think by doing that as well, it was such a good... You know, I, I think sometimes there can be a massive misconception that a lot of drag queens can be, can be very bitchy and, and, and very catty and, like, overly competitive. And that's not been my experience of drag ever. You know, going out onto the gay scene as a young gay man, it was always the drag queens who almost acted as, like, the hostesses of the gay community and were always so welcoming and supportive. And I think see, yeah. seeing you do that on the show, you were... You know, it it really brought that back and showed that you know we are a community and we are one and we are together and it's it's not competitive and we are all just trying to raise each other up. Yeah, you know, so many of the drag. I mean, certainly there are queens out there who are bitchy and catty, and that's okay <laughs> too. You know, like the same way that you know any community, you certainly can't expect everyone to be the same person. But yeah. the queens that always inspired me growing up, uh, you know, in the in the community were you know sort of you know especially at the time when every you know things were less in the public eye and certainly acceptance was not as universal uh you know it was um you know there's a, there were a lot of you know you look at the the people in the gay bars and a lot of them and i'm not talking about the queen so much a lot of them can be a little catty and bitchy at the time and i think a lot of that is sort of paying pain forward you know mm-hmm. it, we we grow up being told we're not good enough and i would see this shift when certain queens walk in the room and it was sort of this motherly thing where these people who didn't necessarily feel like they had the the you know i mean certainly this isn't true of everyone but a lot of people didn't have the love and acceptance they needed from their families or their communities and so these queens could walk in and be sort of a maternal figure that allowed them to feel love and I would see those people who could be a little negative toward each other, I would see that melt away because mm-hmm. these queens gave them a sense of belonging and a sense that who they were was okay. And that's what really inspired me. Uh, yeah, I, th- I, think, I think that's so, so important. Um, you, touch, you touched on um, you know, t- TV and things there. Um, and I just kind of want to talk about representation as well because we, we were just playing a game here in the studio where, where the L word um, came up a lot. And we were talking about kind of like how important it is to have representation on screen. And obviously um, Drag Race and uh, Queer Eye as well have just won a load of Emmys. And, you know, I I think shows like that are really so important to LGBT plus youth. I know that if if when I was growing up, there were shows out there like that, that it would have really showed me that it was okay to be who I was and really helped me come into my own. So, so, And I can't imagine what that must feel like for you to be a part of that, because obviously um, you were on the show and then you came back to do All Stars. So, you know, you're, you're such a huge part of that. Yeah, you know, I, I think about that all the time mm. uh, with, you know, the fact that part of what, I mean, part of my, you know, reasoning for going back was because it is this opportunity to um, to to be you know, to be this public figure that I needed when I was that age, yeah. you know, and we all get to contribute in our own ways. All the different queens on there bring something different to it. But I know that some of what I have, you know, tried to represent and tried to speak out about has really resonated with a lot of people. And I get to hear it everywhere I go from young people that it means something to them. And that's so exciting to me because I needed that. I was a very unhappy kid and I didn't see myself represented anywhere. So, um, you know, I think a lot about, you know, if, if I could travel back in time and tell my, you know, 13 year old self, 
hey, this is who you get to be when you grow up. Mm. I would have had such a different experience of my teen years. And so in some way, I feel like I get to, you know, see all these young kids and they get to see me and I get to say, hey, this is who you could grow up to be. If you want to, you can do anything you want. And I hope that that's the message that they get is that, you know, whether drag inspires them or anything else, you can make your own life. You can yeah. choose your own path. Yeah. I, I, I think it's, 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 you're setting an, am, an amazing and incredible example. Um, and, and, and the other thing I wanted to ask you about as well is, is kind of the behind-the-scenes stuff, you know, because we so often we get to see our queens, you know, fully produced. And I guess I guess Drag Race is a little bit of a, a peek behind the curtain. It gets to see a little bit more of the reality of it. But at the same time, you know, I know that you, you direct and produce your own shows and the amount of work and creativity and talent that goes into that and, and and you girls as well you must know you know the amount of work that people just come to your shows and they see you on stage and they yeah. see you you perform but the, they do the not see the work, tears yeah. they don't see the tears yeah. I, I i i would love to see more of that and i would love more people to understand you know the art the art of comedy for you guys but mm. also the art of drag and what an art form it is and, and what a real talent it is because it's, it it can't be an easy thing to do yeah, you know, I mean, certainly, yeah, I'm I'm sure that you two as comedians can <laughs> relate, you know, because, you know, my shows are, you know, the the language I work in is, is comedy and camp, but, um, you know, I really try to also infuse all of my shows with, um, you know, with, with messages and, you know, not, I try not to do it in a heavy-handed way, but I think comedy is a great gateway to kind of open people up to ideas because if they laugh, then they're ready to receive, you know, new thoughts. Um, mm, but, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's a ton of work, but I also, I, I think there's a little bit of magic to the way that, you know, like certainly the artistic process is fascinating, mm. but also when you just get to, step into a space and see what, you know, any artist or performer of any kind has created, there's something that gets to lift you out of reality a little bit. And I think that there's some sort of magic about not understanding quite how it happens, mm. you know, and in that too, it's a little bit of, it can lift you out of reality in a way that, um, that can also open you up to new ideas. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, especially the kind of drag I do is so not based in reality. I mean, Ben de la Creme would never be a human walking down the street <laughs> more in a Muppet or a cartoon, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I think there's something really special about that as, you know, there being a character who just could not exist in real life and yet here you are with her yeah i absolutely love that and i, I you know i absolutely agree with everything you're saying it's it's escapism it is a it's a moment for us to get out of reality but you know there is always that underlying message of you know challenging gender norms and you know yeah. ch challenging heteronormative ideas and things like that and i think it's you know it, it it's political and it's fun and it, and it and it manages to do both of those things at the same time and I, I think there are very few things in this world that actually achieve that so yeah I, I really do think it's I, I really do think it's great um you I, I know that you have some upcoming shows and that you're traveling around a lot performing at the minute do you want to tell us a little bit about that i do yeah um yes. actually i've been <laughs> pretty breakneck on the road this past nine months so i'm very excited because i actually get to settle down in seattle for a little while these coming months because i have a, a halloween show here and it's actually the first sort of big um you know full cast 
play that I've fully written and directed uh, on my own. So, um, uh, so we'll run that all of October, and it's based on kind of old 1960s haunted house films, you know, where the plot of every movie is that a bunch of unwitting strangers find <laughs> themselves in a mysterious house with a dark secret. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's a, it's a sort of piece of, you know, pastiche camp kind of thing, but we've got, you know, I also come from the burlesque world and the cabaret world, so, you know, of course, all the witches and, and vampires and werewolves and things, of course, all, uh, you know, operate through dance, and, you know, if a werewolf has to transform, then it's, you know, it's going to be a striptease, that kind of thing. It sounds, um, it's, that sounds incredible. It sounds wonderfully camp. Yeah, it sounds great. It's really fun. We, uh, this will be our second year doing it. We sold out last year, and so we've added a bunch of shows, and it, it's a cast I've been working with for years, and I just adore getting to be home and work with people I love, so. Amazing. I'm um, and then in December, yeah. actually, Jinx Monsoon and I are working on a new Christmas project, and we're going to be touring the States uh, with uh, a new Christmas show. Um, we actually haven't officially announced it yet, but it's going to be called um, To Jesus, Thanks for Everything, Jinx and De La. And, <laughs> um, and yeah, so we're, uh, we're getting ready in the next week or two to announce all the U.S. cities. And, you know, I... I'm super excited about it because Jinx and I, again, have been working together for 10 years at this point before either of us were on Drag Race. And so this is our first opportunity to do something just the two of us since we've both been on the show. Mm -hmm. And hopefully if it goes well, we'll get to, you know, travel outside of the States next year. It sounds sounds incredible. And I'm sure I wish you all the success of it. And I I just know that it's going to do really, really well. It sounds amazing. Um, If if people already aren't following you all over social media, which they absolutely need to be, um, where can they do that? Yeah, um, well, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, all just at Ben De La Creme. Uh, and, you know, all my tour schedule and everything is up at bendelacreme.com if anybody's looking for that. Amazing. <laughs> well, you've been an absolute pleasure to talk to. Thank you so, so much um, for coming on you the too. show. You too. Thank you for your time. Thank you. And I wish you all the best with the shows. You too. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. bye. All right. I was always there for you all I was always on time And I gave you my all So now you call Or you go get gone I'ma get it You can move over there That was the amazing Andrea DiGiovanni um, decline. We had Andrea on the show before and he was such a little angel. So it's always, always great to play his music. Uh, We are going to be reacting to your sex confessions now. So thank you so much to everyone who has sent one in. Um, I think we should just jump right into this. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah. Ruby, would you like to read the first one for me? I would love to. I really like choking my partners during sex. I'm quite dominant. I really enjoy having power. Not wrong. (laughs) Okay, we're on air. (laughs) I I, I really quite like that. I I like a little bit of a slap and tickle. I think a little bit choking between. A little little bit of choking is nice. Friendly choke. Absolutely. As long as you're being careful, as long as you're being safe, then I think it's all above board. Yeah, as long as it's all consensual. Yeah. 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 That's that's what the power plays that, like... Power plays the best bit, yeah. and that, that's always my motto. You know, if it's if it's adult, if it's between adults who are consenting, go for it. Exactly, go, yeah. go for it. Have fun. Yeah. Have the best time of your life. <laughs> um, this next one is for you, Rachel. If you can read that from over there. Cool. This one is yeah. I had sex with two different boys at the same party. I discovered they're best friends the next day. Dude. Less true of me, that one. <laughs> <laughs> Less true of me. This yeah. one's more true of me. Yeah. 
<laughs> I just, I, I, I find I always hear stories like this. There's always somebody going to a party and then they yeah. hook up with somebody and there's often people's brothers and fathers and all sorts involved. <laughs> and I, just, I just never understand why, why this isn't happening to me. <laughs> You know, that's yes. your main criticism. Yes. Is, where was I? Where am I when this happened? Why was where I not was invited? I, my I go invitation. To so many parties. This doesn't happen at any of them. And I don't think I've ever gone to a party and had sex with two different people. I don't think I have the energy. You know? That sounds exhausting. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like fun, but a lot of effort, a lot of work. I really yeah. want to know, like, whether the best friends worked this out as well mm. or like like if they were talking later and then it was sort of like, like hooked oh. up with this amazing person oh yeah. me too what, what was your one's <laughs> name oh me me too yeah. what did they look yeah maybe yeah, yeah. I don't. how do you think you'd feel ruby if we hooked up with the uh, same people the same person the same people the same people <laughs> <laughs> so the same two best friend boys <laughs> we are the two best friend boys um, I think uh, probably a bonding experience but also yeah. weird real weird I don't know how much if it was casual if I it was casual be fine with it. I think it would be funny I'm going to throw that yeah. out there but well, if it was like my wife having different chats <laughs> um, I'm going to overshare because that, that's what I do but Please. like me and one of my closest friends we frequently get with the same people because we have like exactly the same type oh. so you know we go out and we, we'll, we'll both see a guy and we'll both be like oh we like that guy and like it's like we, we we share and we're cool with that. Like I've no issue. I don't I don't really get jealous if I'm if I'm getting you know if I if I'm dating somebody oh, yeah, and then one of my mates sweeps in. Yeah. I'm like, wait, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. But if it's a very casual encounter, I'm like, yeah, I just had fun with him. Off you have fun, off you go, <laughs> and send it back afterwards. <laughs> As it goes to the point where if your friend's getting with someone, you're like, oh, I'll probably like him. I'll, <laughs> I'll just wait, yeah. <laughs> just wait patiently here. <laughs> So, yeah, um, I'm going to read the next one. Uh, strictly not a sex confession, but how do I break it to my new friend that I want to fuck them? <laughs> break it? Like it's the worst news. <laughs> sorry, can I just sit you down? Uh, I'm I have so something sorry. terrible to tell you. Please have, have a drink. Yeah. Have some hummus. Uh, <laughs> that's how it's done in the lesbian world. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Very civil. I, li uh, I like it. Um, I, d I don't know what my answer is for this person. Uh, just, 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 hey, would you oh, like to you see my you? genitalia? <laughs> I mean, I like to use alcohol on myself <laughs> to, to, to coax that confession mm, out of me. Yeah. I think but just start flirting a little bit more every day. I'm a long game person. Yeah. I'm all about the long game. I'm Over like, like an eight year period. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like cultivate that, like start dropping hints about how sexy you are. Like, maybe not like that, um, but like just start flirting a little bit more every day. Until they're like, I fancy you so <laughs> 16 years in. Exactly. And <laughs> you like finally got inceptions. it. <laughs> That's how it works. I, I, I've done um, something weird before. I once wanted no. to... No. Uh, no, shocker. Um, I once wanted to tell somebody that I liked them, but I was, like, too nervous about it. And I was like, oh, God, I wish I would just, like, so drunk that I would just text them. And then I was like, wait a minute. So I just pretended to be drunk. <laughs> wasn't even drunk, but just let's spell your words wrong a bit. That's fantastic. Hey, just wanted to let you know that I fancy you a little bit. Sound drunk, and then if they turn around and go like, "Whoa, that's a bit weird," I'd be like, "Oh, sorry, I was just that's wasted. That is just wasted. Just sat work? at home with my hummus." Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys together now? Or? No, didn't, ah. didn't, didn't, didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> didn't work. Ended badly. Um, this next one is for you, Ruby. 
the first time my partner and I had sex, it was in my mum's bed. Ah, <laughs> and, uh, n- nice. Um, what, I wonder if mum knew about this. Yeah. Well, did you just want to know why? Immediately, like, why? Like, where was your bed? <laughs> <laughs> why, wasn't, why wasn't your bed available? Because I was going to be like, oh, it's okay. It's because you're like a teenager, so you live at your parents' house. And I was like... You have a you bed. Would, you, <laughs> you would have a bed. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. And I hear so many people say this about having sex in the pet. I never did, oh, and I, I, don't I don't understand. And also, the first time my partner and I—that's so a long. That's like a relationship. That's not like a drunk one night thing. That's in a relationship, and like you know, like that means you see each other a while, and then you went. You know when we need to do it? When mum's out, we need to <laughs> so make we, it special. Do it in her bed. She'll love it. We'll tell her. To Tomorrow. <laughs> maybe mum just had like a really nice memory foam mattress and you know yeah. wanted to make it special true you know that's true that it does add something doesn't it, it Some adds good a little pillows element of risk <laughs> 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 well all, all, pa- all power to these people uh last one rachel oh, is, go- is gonna be it's a good one just um, for you I am not all of mine. I am not sexually attracted to my new boyfriend, but I really like him. Really like him. I want to stay with him, but I'm just not feeling the sex element. Oh, oh that's interesting. Very like, interesting. Yeah. Presumably, this person isn't asexual, and they're just not sexually attracted to this one specific person. Yeah, it sounds like if you're not specifically attracted, sexually attracted to your new boyfriend. Yeah, I, I did. I find that really interesting because I know for me when I'm dating and relationships you know sex is such a big part of it and you know being sexually compatible with somebody is is so so important but like if I guess if it's not that important to you I'm not sure if it not sure if it matters that much like are you if you're happy then good for you I just wonder if the the boyfriend is I feel like maybe you should have this conversation with him yeah Yeah, absolutely in a nice way don't be like I'm not sexually attracted to you lol like that's not going to come off well yeah I mean if it's a new thing but also it can be really easy like when you really like someone as a friend and you first meet them to kind of confuse that with like wanting to be with them yeah Mm -hmm. so that could also be but then if you're saying I want to stay with him then that's kind of your answer but I was like it was like a double whammy of like (laughs) I want to stay with him but then you've also like sent this in so that's obviously an issue for you at the same time Um, maybe the sexual feelings will come with time maybe yeah maybe is that I think think talk about it and work it out yeah like is the way to go communication or do something wild do something yeah just do something just go insane yeah Yeah, do something really wild and see if that just shakes things up alright don't listen to their advice (laughs) (laughs) please please don't listen (laughs) (laughs) Um, this actually brings us to the end of the show um, I, I want you to do your plug thing I want yes. you to tell all my listeners why they should stalk you basically fantastic <laughs> well follow so we're Shelf um, we're on Twitter and Facebook and all that as at Shelf Comedy so get a load of us if you like us yep and uh, if you like us and want to see more people um, then you can check out at Lowward Comedy also on Twitter or come to our next night at the Albany which is on October 25th, 25th. October 25th and November 29th um, and it's a really great show and we've got loads of fantastic uh, guest comedians um, and the whole team is wonderful and if you liked us you'll definitely like everyone 
Exactly. There. Not everyone in the world. <laughs> Expertly done. I was so, so, so impressed with you. Such seamless jumps between our voices as well. You can see we've been a double act for a while. <laughs> well, you've been amazing guests. It's been, ha- it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having us. I'm going to play you out with a little bit of M&EK, Touched by You. In the corner, I can see him standing there in the jacket. If you enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes.